We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. to the Miami Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, on the bottom left-hand side, if you're watching on twitch.tv slash Heapy, or if you're a part of our YouTube audience, is our producer and co-founder, Brian Goins. What's up, S-I-M-E? <laughs> What'd you say? What's up, S-I-M-P? Oh, simp. Uh, we, are, we are getting it in before Twitch starts banning the word simp. As you can see on the screen, my name is Edelgard Simp. If you don't know who Edelgard is, Google her. She's a revolutionary that will free us uh, from the clutches of the, uh, from the church of, uh, of Foldland. Uh, on the left-hand side, you can see our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. Howdy. Chat's asking if that's Max Russ in the corner. No, that's actually Tom Haberstroh. Uh, Tom Habistro has gained a little weight. He's doing the he's doing a very kind thing by coming on our show. Uh, thank you, Tom, for coming on. <laughs> um, no problem. I'm better than you, and I know it. That's such and a that's visual I know gag. What stats are. It's such a visual gag because listen, Tom <laughs> Habistro has been on our show. Okay, don't we won't say mean things about Tom, but you just look just like I'll him. say mean things about Tom. You'll say you whatever you want. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> what are you drinking? Wait, what are you drinking, Jack? It's white wine. No, black, red wine. Red wine. Black wine. It's black wine. <laughs> I can't see. We're blind. On the, the bottom of the screen, you can see our 2K coach, Frankie. What it do, guys? So we are here. We have this uh, meeting of the minds. We have this gathering today to talk a couple things. Um, 
we never really got to get into the first preseason game and kind of break it down. Uh, we did the, our post-game string hangover time. You can check that out after every Miami Heat game on Twitch and on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel as well. And if you're part of our YouTube audience, give us a little subscribe. Also, if you're on Twitch, give us a subscribe, give us a sub, send us some love, send us some bits. Let's 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 build community. But for you, like if you are part of our YouTube audience, we really, really need that subscription. Uh, that really helps our numbers a lot. And we want to do this more full time. So any any little bit helps. And uh, we really appreciate your support through the season and last and these, these last eight years. So thank you guys very much for all that. And if you can help us send a leave a review on iTunes, all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. Thank you to Blue Wire. The you guys are awesome. Our, our network. Uh, so you can catch our hang time, hangover time show after every heat game. Alf954, aka Alphonse Sydney, Heat Twitter president, is hosting. Shout out to Clutch Adams in the chat. We really appreciate you coming in. Uh, Clutch is a friend of the show, uh, reporter extraordinaire. Uh, his information is as good as anyone. So uh, check out that on Friday. Uh, as you can see, Jack's holding up an I Love Al sign. Uh, and if you're part of our podcast audience, uh, take a listen. Uh, we, we post all of them on the feeds anyway. So Wait, I like this bit that time. Jack's doing. I think we yeah. need to keep this. Just keep writing. It's, you're going to be like the, who's the guy from uh, P, uh, Around the Horn? The white Woody dude. What do you, what do you, what do you, something? What do you page? You used to write like random I'm shit. Almost as handsome as him. Do that. that. That's your bit from now on. Every time that's you're on, bit. write something on I there. Have better eyebrows. Jack is writing things and and pulling them on the screen. So, Frankie, I want to talk preseason basketball, which is a funny thing to say because preseason usually means squat shit. But I really want to get into some of the things that we saw, particularly from KZ, Akpala, and Precious. I want to talk first about KZ's defense because if we look at the way that this Heat roster is constructed, I think that the biggest question mark for them contending for a championship is who is going to play their power forward minutes in the crunch. Like when it matters against good teams, against Jason Tatum, against the Lakers, against LeBron, against Kawhi Leonard, against Pascal Siakam, against the elite Giannis, against these elite kind of fours, right? These really big and quick fours. Who's going to guard them? And I think that... I think that Mo Harkless is kind of a placeholder for that. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to guard bigger, faster guys. So one of the things we've talked about is kind of KZ maybe taking that role if he's going to be ready. And Frankie, it didn't really look that way. I mean, Ingram is another one of those guys, those kinds of wings that he's going to have to defend. And it looked kind of rough for him. Yeah, he kind of looked um, uh, timid, I would say. Um, on both ends, especially offensively, but defensively, you know, he had a day in the uh, preseason. He's got Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, very tall task uh, to ask of the young fella. Uh, so I, I wouldn't take too much from it. Um, I want to see, you know, he, I want to see him compete. Uh, you know, him getting dunked on, it doesn't mean anything uh, towards his defense. It's, it's all about, you know, getting, getting better. He's, he, how long has he gone without playing an actual game at this point? Forever. Uh, like, like 10 months. So you, you got to give him a, a little bit of slack. They say he looks great in practice. He, he practiced well in the bubble so that you got, you take with that and, it, and we work from there. Um, you want to see him gain some confidence. There was no summer league, no G league. He's got, he's got, this is his first real game speed. You got to give him a break. He like, I think that, and like there was one possession. Remember when, in- when Ingram totally dunked on him and destroyed him. 
like that was a possession where he's kind of go, he's doing everything right in the pick and roll, but he just kind of stops. Like he's going under that, he's ducking under that screen. And it, when Ingram turns a corner, he doesn't really step up. He just kind of stays in no man's land. And I think that that's one of the things that's hardest for young players, you know, mm. like kind of like when you're in that position, do I step up? Do I park myself? Am I scared of the pull up? Is he going to go to the rim? And I think kind of that action a little bit off screens. Uh, is um, it's gonna be hard with Jack holding up words to the screen as we're trying you don't to have talk. to acknowledge it. Just I know, keep but going. it's, just, the it's chat. just funny. It's just funny. It's gonna be hard. Uh, I, I think thanks for the bits. I know. I Go saw. On. I saw. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll fuse some like weird robot bit thing, and I'm I'm confused. Why is there? I'm really like proud poop? of Alf. What is this Alf's thing here? next to him? Is that a poop? Alf's here on Discord. Oh, Alf's a here on, it looks like a poop. on Twitch. Alf, listen, Alf's like 50 years old. And Alf learning technology, or he's Twitter president, and Alf learning technology is a big thing. Um, Jack, I know that you are part of the uh, KZ Akpala hashtag free KZ movement. I don't know how you felt about him. I think that there were bright spots. I think that there weren't. I think that he's clearly not where I thought he'd be. And again, this is just one preseason game and Brandon Ingram's an elite scorer. So I feel like it's a little unfair to look at him this way, but I also think that there are a couple things to kind of keep a closer eye on game two against Toronto. Yeah. I mean, well, it was preseason, the first game of preseason. Um, he's definitely not going to be ready immediately. Um, what you hope is that by the playoffs, he's um, kind of in rhythm and like in tune with the rest of the defense. But, I mean, I see some of the chat talking about Harden. We've talked about Harden like almost every episode. A the million times. Weeks. So I'm not going to talk about Harden. But I do think with those like recent Spolster quotes about wanting to win now for Jimmy, whether it's for a star or whether it's for some other like piece, I do think this is a team that looks like, like a pre-deadline trade team you know what i mean like i agree with you that's i 100 year agree they made a trade and it it launched them into the finals they gave up young assets um in a you know in a kind of controversial move they gave up young assets for older guys who cemented their defensive rotation and it took them to the finals i see that happening again this year if an opportunity presents itself i like and that's why I specifically kind of started with Harkless because I, I really think he's a good placeholder for the regular season. And I, I want to get into some of the other vets that they, that, that, that played yesterday, but like, I think, and we're going to talk a lot about Jay Crowder this year because it's not only his ability to guard up a position and play a little bigger than he is. It's the gun happiness of shooting the three. And I think like, I think we saw in that first game, Eric Spolstra, the message is clear to Mo Harkless, if you're open, you shoot it, right? And I thought that was encouraging that it wasn't just corner stuff. Like Harkless had a couple from the corner. He had another three from the wing. Like, I think that the more he's going to take, the better it's going to be for this offense because he's going to be open because teams aren't going to guard him (laughs) like a shooter. What are you laughing at, Brian? Al says for 500 bits, we'll show you his cargo shorts. Look at that. Okay, well, we can, we can, even, we can even make, we'll make a sub bowl too. Yeah, well, we're going to do, <laughs> listen, if you're not going to tune in on Friday for the hangover uh, postgame show, hangover type postgame show, you're missing out because it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, that's also going to be on YouTube, by the way. So if you're part of the YouTube audience, uh, we're trying to kind of get people over to Twitch. So we're going to kind of alternate postgame shows, one on YouTube, one on Twitch to kind of get y'all over under the Twitch umbrella. 
What happened, Jack? I um, Alf makes an interesting point in the chat. He says Spain pick and roll. Yeah, and to you're, that you're I would in just Spain. Say you're in Spain. Yeah. Drop, no, drop yeah. scheme. Okay, yeah. What about that? Thing to think about food for thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if Pistol we want, action, if we want to talk, drop, the elbow. If we actually want to talk drop scheme, um, I thought Frankie, I that was that was kind of interesting to me. How <laughs> even though they started Bam at center, uh, they were dropping. Uh, I'm not too surprised. Uh, that's probably going to be what they go to for the season. And then towards, you know, end of games, certain situations, they'll use that switch, uh, system a lot more, um, definitely with the rotation too. Like you don't want to go heavy switching when you have, you're starting Tyler, Nunn and, and Duncan, you know, um, and, and one more thing about KZ. I, uh, I do want to see him more involved next game. Cause I don't think he had a rebound. He didn't have an assist. He took the th- he hit the one three, but uh, he didn't do anything else. You know, like that, that's that I need him aggressive. I'd rather him be aggressive and make mistakes than just shy away from playing and, and not do anything. He needs to do uh, more than yeah, that one dri- dribble move. Like he like kind of to, to kind of piggyback off your point. Like he needs to do more than one dribble pass, one dribble shoot. Like he needs to show he- the ball skill. And he has that in his game. He can uh, he can make plays off the dribble. He can slash. He can attack a closeout. He can, he might even uh, he he can be that big man to slip a screen and, and make a play a four on three. Uh, he can handle a little bit, and he's he's vision. I I want to see that in his game, and it's and I'm sure the coaches do too. Want to see him make aggressive mistakes. Like with him, he's also in the weird situation where he's not like guaranteed playing time, right? Like yeah. he comes in that, and I think that maybe he might be scared. Well, if, I, if I'm showing off my ball skills and I'm turning it over and I'm dribbling into, into, into traffic and I'm, I'm dribbling into help, you know, I might not get minutes, right? So I, I think maybe he might be playing a little more conservative. And if you look at Mo Harkless, Mo Harkless is playing like a vet that knows, like I'm going to play regardless. Like no matter what happens here, like y'all need me. Uh, so I'm going to let it fly. Right. And, and I thought, I think KZ kind of played like a guy that doesn't want to mess up, which is not a good place for a young player to be, which is why you tend to see like, you know, younger teams only add a few vets and kind of give them run because you really want them kind of room to make mistakes. Yeah. And and it's, it's been the heat's uh, reputation since the Riley days where they don't like young guys because they, they have, they don't know their role. They don't, they, they're too timid. They don't make, they make too many mistakes. Uh, and it's, it's why it's hard to judge young guys like that. But um, I, I want to see, I'm sure suppose the kind of coach who's like, go ahead, make your mistakes. I don't care. Do that. Do what you need to do. Uh, we want to see the talent. We, he tries to instill the confidence and you see, you've seen that really uh, heavily ever since the, uh, I would say probably since LeBron's left when they've had more young fellows yeah. and they've had to play more young guys and undrafted guys like Tyler uh, and James Ennis going back to those legendary days. So a couple of things before we move off KZ one, uh, by the way, shout out to Tiff for following us, Tiffany, you can find her on our post game streams as well. She's incredible. Uh, Tiffany Meeks. Uh, so she, she says maybe KZ uh, doesn't have as much in his bag as we think he does. Uh, it's which possible is too. that's a fair point. I mean, we have really romanticized this kid. Like, uh, like we're getting to justice levels of romanticization of his game. I think, I think we saw stuff in the Sacramento game and I think you get infatuated with kind of the size, the length, just the kind of body type that guy has just, just so prototypically good in the NBA. 
uh, like that, that's the one thing you just kind of look at the kind of the physical gifts and you're just like that, that's something that I really like, I, I, ha- I just have really high expectations for somebody else said, if you would trade KZ for Jay Rich in a damn second. Oh, absolutely. How good Easily. would Josh be on this team? Josh would be a perfect uh, fit. He'd be great. Um, I, I said um, on Twitter, like a couple of weeks ago, if KZ gives us what um, Derek Jones gave us this year, that's a win. That's a win. That's fine. And I yeah. think he has more upside in terms of like an offensive player than Derek. I think Derek. KZ can dribble more than once. I, th- I think I think Derek had a lot of limitations as a defender too. I think he was a little overrated defensively because I, I just think like his weight made it difficult. And I'll never forget at the end of the Clipper and the Laker game, you know, they have him kind of boxing out during a free throw rebound and he's just getting pushed out the way by like Kawhi, by the guys he's guarding. And it's not his fault. Like he just doesn't have that body type. So I think with KZ, you look at a guy that is getting stronger, is still young. So enough with KZ. That was just, I just really wanted to get into that because I, I really do think that, if they're going to really reach another gear, they're going to need somebody to step up uh, other than the guys that we already think are going to step up. And I think Casey was kind of our first choice. Uh, I kind of going back to what we we're talking about drop uh, Frankie, like I, I do, th- I agree with you. I think they're going to switch a little more later in the season, but I thought the starting of one big was interesting, especially for preseason game one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it took all of us off guard uh, of course, you know, like you, you want uh, like Spo, Spo is the, uh, the king of Spotations. Uh, so we have no idea where it's going to go. He could start Myers next game. We don't know. Um, Weird but I, I thought it was an interesting look. Um, I don't think I, I personally, I wouldn't want Bam to start at the five all season. Um, just cause I think he's, he's stronger at the four to start. And then cra- that I think you're crazy about. No, I, I just think like it, it's he's coming off a short off season where he just had a, a major shoulder and neck injury. I want to I want to save his. OK, health. but that's better. But I don't, he's not stronger, better at the four. Like, get no, out of here. I, yeah. No, I, I think defensively he's a much better four because because uh, they're especially because of the Heat's roster situation. They don't have a four. Well, like, I guess in this situation and, and Jack, I, I want to kind of get you in on this. Like, I think when he's a four, he can play more defense on ball, but I don't even think they're going to want that. Right. Like, so those quick speedy fours that we were talking about, like he can guard them, but I think you kind of want him kind of helping and, and in pick and roll, not really, you know, on those four men that are, you know, like, I don't want him away from the plays. I want him in help situations. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with Frankie and I also agree with you. Um, I think I want him at the four basically in the entire regular season, except for in select spots. Um, I think uh, this is not a regular season team. This is a championship winning team at the end of the day. um, I, (laughs) um, yeah, he's the center. Like at the end of the day, he's the center, but um, the flexibility is, part of part and parcel of what he gives you. So like when the games matter, when things are important, when the playoffs start and when games matter and at the end of games, it's going to be bam at the five for every important moment this season. I don't, absolutely. I, I've seen, yeah. I'm like, I'm listening to low and I'm listening to like all these national pods and they talk about, well, the Miami's for sure going to start bam at center because they've, they've really committed to that. And I don't disagree that that's their best version of themselves, but 
I do think that there's something to be said of preserving bodies by playing him at the four. Now I could be dead wrong. And Bam could be saying, I'm fucking ready to, I'm committing to playing the five and whatever. Cause Miami has a weird situation that whatever four that they play is going to be undersized. And that's going to put a huge strain on their defense. So it's going to put a lot on Bam and he's going to be banging with center. He's going to have to be flying everywhere, which to be honest with you, if he wants to, I, I saw, um, I saw people tweeting about Bam's MVP odds. If that's going to be something that happens, that's going to be him at center. And it's going to be him doing everything on both ends of the floor. So I, I was a little surprised that they went one big, but it's what I would like. Like, I think theoretically, uh, Brian, you want them to play small. That's their best version. But I think that we've been talking going under the assumption that after they sign Myers that, okay, they're just going to ride two bigs. They could trade him. <laughs> trade deadline, they can trade him. Buyers, yeah. Listen, uh, honestly, the guy I think that would fit perfect on his team. I mean, it, even if they don't get Harden, I think the per, the guy they should try to get from Houston, if they can get him on the package too, would be PJ Tucker. I mean, the money just gets really hard adding. You have to have a third. It team. gets a lot easier towards the deadline, so it could be something where he can make the move for Harden now, and then come back to the trade deadline, make the move for PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, like I know people are going to say, well, Harden has a no trade. Uh, Myers has a no trade clause. I mean, I think we're under the assumption that they gave him the Miami. He said, hey, Myers, listen, we're going to give you this $10 million contract with an option that we're going to decide. And you're not going to get this money anywhere else. So if we're going to trade you uh, for what we need, you know, waive your no trade clause and we're going to give you this contract. You're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, yeah, chat's in on PJ Tucker. I'm in on PJ Tucker too. I mean, he'd be ideal. Like he'd be perfect because he can do, he's better than Jay Crowder at everything. And he'd be amazing. Uh, I just, I, I find that, I find that difficult. And, and he, sorry. Uh, and your small ball five lineups with PJ Tucker will actually work as opposed to the Jay Crowder bleeding blood of the no, that's Andre at center fucking Andre no, I, they said that but it was really Jay and Andre at the four or five so it was the same shit <laughs> it's it just was bad. just it was just blood it was bad it was bad Go like ahead, chat, like chats chats out on Myers starting I, I'm I'm kind of out on it too but I just thought that was gonna be where they went what you got well, Jack? no matter what happens at the end of the day fam <laughs> is gonna be finishing games at centers at the end of the day um, but, uh, Frankie brought up Noah Vonley, who just got wavered, um, the other day. Got wavered? Uh, he got waved. released. He got waved. <laughs> really? Are you going to lecture me on Little Smith? Okay. He got waved. I think he would be a good addition. They need an extra big. Um, I don't really know about the roster space, but I know, um, COVID has forced the NBA to kind of um, expand the roster size. I don't know if that was official. I saw that they were considering that. Um, the active roster size. Um, I like Noah Vonley a lot. He's a Hoosier. I'm a Hoosier. I love my Hoosiers. And he was a bad Hoosier, but I would love a Hoosier. And at the end of the day, the Heat need bigs. Take a uh, shot every time Jack says end of the day. Shout out to Alex Toledo. <laughs> so uh, Clutch Adam makes a good point in our chat. Does a trade for Tucker with, with Miami come with a contract extension that he's been begging for? So it kind of depends to me. We talked this on a couple pods ago where like if Miami does get Harden, right? So they're, they're going to be with Harden, Bam, and Jimmy in 2021. They're going to be right at the salary cap. It's going to be like 108, 109, that salary figure, the three of them in the salary cap 
was 109 this season. So they're going to be right at that line with just those three guys. And if they somehow, I mean, well, I think if they're getting Tucker, then I think Duncan's pretty much gone at that point. I don't know how else you can do that. Um, and then, you know, then you're paying four guys a lot of money and that fourth guy is 35 years old. So it's kind of tough. I don't, I, and that's a really good point that, that Adam makes about PJ because I don't really know if the Heat are going to commit to paying a guy his age with those kinds of miles, those kinds of grinded, intense, like they're not even Thibodeau miles. They're probably worse because that dude has been guarding fives and doing, dude, Houston put him through the fucking ringer. Uh, and that's going to be tough. And they just did that for Andre Iguodala. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. That, 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 that's kind of a tough thing. So, Switching gears a little bit to our guy, Precious Achua. I liked his debut. I liked him flying to the rim. I liked him as a screen and diver. I'm excited to see how that looks with Goron. I thought out of all the guys that really debuted, and, and the last guy we're going to talk about, oof, he, he didn't have a good game. But Precious, I love the, the, the screen action, the activity on both ends, just the athleticism jumps out. Uh, which is it's they team needs that it just needs a freak athlete to play with bam i see the vision frankie i see the vision yeah he was used uh pretty much entirely as the five on offense yeah. uh you saw his uh athleticism you saw his he was tough finishing inside in traffic uh over guys way bigger than him so i think that's clearly the role that he's go- going to play being that backup five uh on offense uh, and his versatility on defense. Um, we did get to see a lot of the versatility on defense. Um, nothing really like stood out. He looks, he looks solid though. Like, you don't, you want the the young guys to not look out of place and he looks solid. Um, I'm sure he's getting great, plenty of great coaching from the bigs, uh, telling him where to be. And when he was in the game, I think he played a little bit with Myers and I heard Myers yelling <laughs> to tell him where to be. And, and Precious listened to his credit. He was at, in his spots, and, and that's what we need. Uh, we need a guy, a bigs who can handle the DHO, set good screens, clear out the, the point of attack defenders for Duncan and, and Tyler and Goron to, to be able to let it fly. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, and with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore, Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short-term list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try it with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. 
The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you will be on in the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I, I, I want to I clear up something, and Alf, Alf in chat brings up a good point. We've been, uh, we've been hammering Precious for following OAN and Newsmax and Trump and all these people. He also follows Biden and Harris. So we're we're being fair. We're being fair. Media members. We're reporting the whole story. We were informed on Twitter. Uh, So we're just we're letting people know that that definitely wasn't the case on draft night, though. We we went through his. Do you think he heard our show? And uh, (laughs) I have no idea what Jack's doing right now on on his. I don't know know what Jack's doing. He's doing. I don't know. Jack's working on it. I'm going to work on it for you for work the next on it. Stream. You work on it. You work on the bit. I'm coming for you, Brian. I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, uh, Brian's scared. Uh, I, I, I liked precious kind of playing at the five is like Frankie was talking about. I think that we've talked a bit about him maybe being a wing for this team uh, at six, nine. He's not like your traditional center size, but he can play that way. He is a seven, two wingspan really, really long. He can switch on defense. Um, I, I re- I'm a fan of his. Like I gotta be honest with you. Like I love I love his game. I love the fit. I I was critical of it on draft night, but like I- I'm not gonna question this organization anymore, especially who they draft. Like it, it was, Brian. Did you like Did you like watching him play? Like I I was I was really impressed. Um, I wanted to see him do more stuff defensively. It looked like he was lost at points of the of that like the like the second half way he played. I don't know if it's just a matter of him like Alex not getting enough uh, reps. Um. Probably haven't really done much five on five work until this past week. So if you can, you gotta imagine like he really hasn't been on the court doing five on five for how many months until just this past week. So I mean, it's gonna be a while before we actually see him probably make the rotation. I don't think he's gonna start the season off the bench. I think he's gonna have to earn his minutes just through practices and stuff. We're probably gonna see a lot of KZ minutes uh, to start off the season, and and they'll probably ease him in. Um, the rest of the way, it sucks that they're not going to have a G League this year. Um, it's so hard, man. It's going to suck. I mean, they, they're having a G League, well, but it's not a traditional I don't, I don't G League. I, I don't think I can and actually say, but I did find out it. why yeah. that they're not going to have a G Well, they're not doing C Falls this year, and it makes it's, there's a good reason. I just can't say. Okay. I learned, I I learned this today I, yeah, from, I yeah, from sources. There we go. Oh, uh, <laughs> Draft Brian's uh, exposed. Brian's draft night. I don't takes. know how visible that is. That yeah, wasn't my draft night. Was, no, this wasn't was draft night. night. No, he said this like no, a couple, it a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago. This, this was, no, this, this, was, this, was in the playoffs. What does the tweet say, Brian? This Read it for the podcast audience. Why did you um, say that? So we have a group chat in our Miami Heat beat um, Solomon Hill fan club that's now called Le- Lefty Lay Saucy Nuggets. And, um, you know, we, we like you. to, there's stuff on there that I will never tweet publicly. Let's just put it that way. When, when we live tweet games, <laughs> that doesn't explain anything. Defend I yourself. I, I said, Vance, he might've missed. I think he might've you missed. Some dunk. That's probably all it was. I remember. 
That's probably you all it was. You fucking suck. No, I, I remember. This was, I, this I was hate the, that chat during games. It's just not fun. The chat is the worst. <laughs> but uh, no, Brian said this uh, when Bam came back from in the finals with injury and he was struggling to like move and do anything. Then he turned the Lakers in the was second half. Yeah. That's You're the what worst. It was. I fucking hate you. You're the worst, Brian. You suck. Because Brass gave you shit for for tweeting that. He's like, bro, he's playing with a bad shoulder and a bad neck. He can't even turn his head. Brian's the most emotional <laughs> fan. Like Brian's just like not a very happy guy in general, well, especially during games. My defense, he did kind um, of fucking suck. Yeah, he turned it up in the second half. You're an asshole. No, 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 I, I don't you. think it was that I game. I think I it was the game in... before. Two games before. Two games before Jimmy. Um, one out. I, I don't think no, it, was it was game, game six, six either. It was it was it I was think it was game that. three actually. Or four. Whenever he four. came I think back. It was four, like game three or four. game four. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the last guy I really want to talk about in preseason, um, who really did fucking We're not gonna suck. talk about the COVID article. We are gonna talk about the COVID article, but I wanna talk about it. Jack and I read I, the I read article. It. We're I read gonna, it. We're gonna, Carlo we're... made me do homework for this episode, and then nobody well, else someone's did gonna their tell homework. me what happened. We're gonna talk I heard about there's a quote it. from um, what's his name? The guy from the Pacers that apparently he's not gonna get the vaccine. Miles Turner. Miles yeah, Turner. Oh, no, wait, spoiler alert. Right. We're gonna no. get to the vaccine article in a second. I want to talk about how Avery Bradley fucking sucks. Like quietly, oh. Avery Bradley was as bad as Max Struss. Like that preseason game, we 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 shit on Max Struss this entire post game show uh, here, and in reality, the really bad one was Avery Bradley. My goodness, Max Struss, racist. Max Struss was bad, but Avery Bradley was worse, and that surprised me. I mean, let's be let's also remember that Avery Bradley has not played a competitive basketball game in nine whole months because he didn't go to the bubble. He opted out of the bubble. And I think he might've even been hurt before no, the bubble. The reason he didn't play uh, in the yeah. bubble is because he had a, so there was somebody in his family that was, no, yeah, he, um, that could have, I mean, obviously the bubble is probably the best place to be at the time, but uh, there was somebody in his family that could have, um, you know, like they either yeah. immunocompromised or something like that. Yeah. It was at risk. Yeah. So, so he opted not to play and he hadn't played since March as chat pointed out nine months without playing basketball. The time it takes for a baby to form life. A long time, and he did not play basketball. And boy, did it look bad. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see him starting, Frankie. I, I just don't. I, I think, I think he's going to need time to get to basketball shape, and especially with the shortened training camp, I don't think he's going to be in heat shape. Um, I, I think it's going to clearly be. I think Tyler's probably going to be the guy starting alongside probably. Duncan, Jimmy, Bam, and Harkless. I think that that's probably going to be the starting five. Um, and that's kind of what they rolled out in pre, but in the preseason game, but I, I just, it just makes too much sense given kind of if they're really going to commit to Bam at center. And if, if, if Avery's just not ready, uh, I think none is kind of comfortably lost that spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. He looked bad, but, uh, oh, none of them good either. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Both of them look terrible. Uh, I'm not tweeting right now about how, ways to get James, um, James Harden. <laughs> yeah, Maybe but, focus but, on no, his stream. He, 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 did, he did tweet saying that he can acquire both James Harden and PJ Tucker before his season starts. Okay, we'll keep us updated on that. We'll kind of we'll kind of get Thank back you. to you after Frankie gets through his thought. Thank you for bringing the show to a screeching th- halt. This is important news, guys. <laughs> show Very killer Brian news. Goins. Show killer Brian Goins. However, unlikely, technically um, speaking, yeah, the looked- answer is yes. That he could make a trade for James Harden and PJ Tucker before the season starts. <laughs> This is shocking. Is that it? Is that it? Clutch told me this wouldn't be possible. 
not only not only did you call our franchise player, you said he fucking sucks, but you just completely <laughs> stepped over Frankie to say something that you could have said later. You totally stopped the show. This for is that. what I'm good for. Are you Absolutely. proud? Of, are you proud of yourself? Saboteur. Frankie, get back to signing Avery Bradley. <laughs> so he looked slow. Um, positionally, he was good. Uh, he takes a bet. Oh, you can, if you watch Avery Bradley go over your screen, you're like, holy shit, what the fuck does Kendrick Nunn do with his life? <laughs> the, the angle is so much sharper. It's so much cleaner. Um, but he's, you know, he's just slow right now. Um, I'm sure it'll be a lot better. You saw his activity with his hands. Um, his shooting's not there. You saw, he hit like a little floater. So it's nice to see a little bit of his, his game. His mid-range has always, since he came into the league, it's, has been really solid, uh, especially off the off the catch. Um, and so like uh, his his three-pointer has been more of a uh, something he's, he's catch and shoot only developed recently. Uh, over the last couple of years as he's had to extend his range. Um, but yeah, defensively he's slow, but he takes good angles and he's, that's going to come back. His, his foot speed is, it's going to come a lot uh, back as, as he gets in better uh, condition. Only 29. He's I, not that I, old. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been in the league for like forever. Feels like it. He sucks. He sucks. I mean, he he's did bad. suck. He this fucking sucks. The- I said it at the time. It was a really bad signing. Um, I trust Pat Riley with anything. I trust him with my life. He's going to raise my firstborn. But this was a bad move by him. Um, it's a fireable offense. And I don't think there's any coming back from it. Oh. Um, if he brings back Vonley, you're in. Vonley, come on. Vonley has COVID. I felt bad that he got COVID and got cut. Uh, speaking speaking of people who have COVID, Kendrick Nunn continues to suck. Uh, that was kind of disappointing because not. I mean, that was a brutal transition. I liked it. I thought it was good. Speaking of COVID, let's talk I mean, about the vaccine. Kind of, I want to talk about Kendrick Nunn, and then we're going to talk about the vaccine with all the player quotes. Okay, we're going to get we're teasing this. Uh, we're teasing this this vaccine article uh, in a second. But Kendrick Nunn sucking stuck up the joint. Uh, I, I think that he'll kind of get back to a level where he's a competent offensive player again, but like, he's just, if he's not hitting that jumper, he really doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. He's, uh, he looked better athletically than we saw what we saw in the bubble. Uh, Nikias, uh, friend of the show, Nikias, uh, basketball news posted about it a couple times on his uh, Twitter feed, how much he looked better, uh, athletically moved around a lot quicker, uh, and he was getting to his spots. The shots weren't falling. But I feel like I, I don't know. This is just the eye test. But I feel like Kendrick Nunn has only played well when he's playing with Jimmy or Justice. Like, I feel like when he's without anybody else that can create a shot, he's he's uh, he's struggled for like his whole whole all of last season. And Tyler, Tyler does a good job uh, playmaking and stuff. But Kendrick was not comfortable creating his own shot. Uh, on Monday night. So that's, that's really interesting that you bring up that point about, about none, because that's something that we kind of talked about that he's just better with the starters. So when Kendrick Nunn is uh, when, when the, the heat with Kendrick Nunn on the floor and Jimmy Butler off, they're minus three per hundred possessions. Uh, not, not good, Bob. Uh, when they're together, they're plus four. And when Jimmy without Kendrick, they're plus nine uh, per hundred oh. possessions. So, okay. So uh, we see 
yeah what happened here it, i mean he clearly is a guy that he's not you know in a way he 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 kind of reminds me of josh in how he can initiate offenses that richardson was never a guy who can bend a defense he was always a guy that attacked a bent defense and i think kendrick is kind of the same i think that he has utility as a guy who can really get to his spots. As you said, he's a good pull-up shooter. Uh, you know, if he's, if he's in a rhythm, he's a guy that I think there's value in how he can attack a drop scheme. Like we saw against Milwaukee, even though he didn't have a good series that you saw kind of the vision that Spo put him out there, because, you know, if you're going to get that cushion, he's a guy that's very willing and he has a kind of a quick trigger on the mid range when he gets kind of to that 18, 15 foot range. So, there, I, I think he'll bounce back and I think he'll play better. I, I think that, you know, there's some red flags with him in terms of kind of like how he functions. And if he's just not his defense and then not hitting the jump shot, it's just, there's a lot of bad, but like he does a lot of good and like he can score in bunches. So it's, he's a very divisive player who I don't he's think, ha- sure. I don't know how much value he has in the trade market. It, it would just seem like he doesn't have very much. Uh, as I mean, it's kind of funny for a guy who made, you know, first team all rookie, uh, second and rookie of the year voting. Good man. Um, Before the bubble, I really don't just, understand what happened. I mean, he got COVID, but like, he was never that good. Yeah, he was. I mean, the, the red flags were he there. Was a you know what I mean? Like, he had the red flag for most of the season. Then he he hasn't he really shot. I don't think he shot thirty percent since the bubble shots. from three. I feel like the scouting report kind of came on him. Um, the pull up threat is is a lot less of a threat when you can't get to the basket. When like you're only going to the pull up, you know, there it's easier to close out on that. And Kedrick is has really been uh, all about the pull up. You don't really see him attack the basket, you know, one on one. He it, like you said, it's it's on a bent defense and on a scramble. Yeah, that's when he's getting his his attacks to the basket. So he's he's more of a two level scorer right now, and and that takes away from his value and and his. So his he should strength. be a starter. Is what we're all saying. I think I think I think, the ship the I think I think the ship has sailed. I think the ship has sailed. This is Kendrick what's going to happen, guys. We're going to see Kendrick Nunn and Myers Leonard start off the season. <laughs> no, we won't. I think Kendrick's that's going to drop I, I forty next game. I think that ship has sailed. I think that ship has sailed. I think that's going to be the starting lineup we're going to see that's next game. I think Brian sees the vision. Maybe next game, but I don't we're think trying to gonna, raise his trade value. That's not going to start against Orlando. He's going to play off the bench, and he'll probably play some with Goron, which is going to get tricky because him and Goron together, that's a combination that I, I really fear about their survivability on defense because uh, they're, they're the two guys that you kind of worry about is most in, in pick and roll. So when Kendrick and Goran were on the on the floor together, they were minus almost six, and they had a defensive rating of 116. Uh now I'm not going to say that number. they won't learn to play together, and, and they didn't play a lot together. It's only about 500 yeah. minutes. Um, you know the team was a lot better with Goran on and Kendrick off. They're plus seven, and when Kendrick is on and Goran off, they're plus four. So both positives, but they're just much better with Goran. So I think the I think what makes sense is kind of moving off Kendrick at some point in the season. I just don't really see the fit on the team. However. Getting value for him is going to be tough, especially in a league that everyone has guards. Nobody's really looking for guards. I mean, maybe like Philly would like a guard with a little zip, but I don't really see a deal there. Uh, Miami would like a four. Like, even if it's just a backup four who's a little bigger, I don't know if Kendrick Nunn can get you that. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I think Kendrick Nunn with Tyler Hero can get you James Harden. <laughs> That's, that, is, uh, that is a dream. All right. 
So much anticipated. We're going to talk about this COVID article, USA Today. Kind of, yeah, Jack is doing, our homework is paying off. Jack is this person in the back of the class saying, uh, teacher, yeah, you forgot, the, you forgot to click the homework. Me. Yeah, Brian and, and Frankie didn't I'll read because they have no guts. So, I'll copy hey, off hey. I When we started, I was totally reading it. You're the person that does his homework in the middle of class before you have to defense. turn it in. I'm I'm doing it in homeroom all the time. This fucking guy. Shout out to Alex Toledo, our professional screw up. Uh, you can hear him on Five on the Floor. He kind of sent me the article and told us to uh, that we should talk about it because it was really interesting. And he was oh, right. It's his fault. It's his fault. It's Alex texted me today in the afternoon. He's like, "Yo, this article is really good. You should read it." And I was like, "You know what? We're gonna talk about this. We were gonna talk about Rohan Rohan's and uh, Nat Cardi's article today uh, that he wrote for Sports Illustrated on Jimmy Butler, but he's gonna come out tomorrow." Uh, so make sure to get in the Discord server so you can ask us questions to ask Rohan. And we're going to be live here on twitch.tv uh, slash MIHeapy tomorrow at 7.30 to talk to Rohan about his article on Jimmy Butler. And Rohan says that he has uh, a lot of Jimmy Butler stories that he didn't write. So we're excited for that. Uh, Rohan is a great friend of the show, and he's one of the smartest people in this, covering the league. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. So talking about this article, Jack, because uh, you did your homework, I thought it was interesting because – they did a lot of reporting kind of talking to players and talking to coaches and people in the league on how they feel about the vaccine. Now I think culturally, and I've talked about this a little bit on his podcast, light skinned opinions, which you can check out. Uh, that's a really good show. And also I've talked a little bit about that on our post game stream about, you know, maybe some players are not going to be so comfortable taking the vaccine. Right. And I think that there's a distrust uh, kind of between these big pharmaceutical companies and, and and black people and more disenfranchised people. And I thought the players really articulated that really, really well. Uh, like Doc Rivers, Jack was like, he didn't think it was a conspiracy. Uh, he, he was kind of really open to it. And a guy like Miles Turner um, isn't really so uh, uh, like down with the idea. He said, I've had the antibodies. We're getting tested on the regular. So I'm doing whatever it takes to keep myself as safe as possible. But as far as getting the vaccination, I personally don't want to roll with the first round of things. I want to see how things roll out. And it's a lot of quotes like that from a lot of players, Marcus Hall, Chris Paul, like a lot of guys. Jack, I was kind of wondering what you thought of the piece and like if there's anything, any anecdote from it that you really liked. I thought what was cool about it is that it had a wide range of perspectives that seemed in line with um, more or less the broader population's perspective on the vaccine. So it was kind of cool that like the NBA population's um, opinions were reflective of the broader populations. And it kind of um, was a cool look at um, how people are feeling about the vaccine as it gets rolled out. Um, yeah, there was a broad range and um, reasons for skepticism that were, were based in perspectives that maybe I wasn't able to res- uh, appreciate. Um, I think Austin Rivers or was it Doc Rivers? It was Doc. It was Doc. Um, it was Doc. Okay. I mean, yeah, he mentioned um, uh, uh, the, the experience the, of black people with um, government testing. And syphilis um, in specific. Yeah, the yeah. Tuskegee. Yeah, the Tuskegee um, experiments. Are you scared of um, pronouncing Tuskegee? Because I was too. I have never heard that. Yeah, I'm pronounced. also like on like halfway through. A bottle it's of wine. Like, 
2 a.m. for me, so I'm pretty drunk right now. <laughs> Jack is in Spain, by the way. So the, the, the quote that, that, that Jack's referring to, the Dark Rivers, is, let's be honest, I understand the suspicion as well, especially being a black man and the Sukihi, the su, su, how do you say it, Frankie? Tuskegee. Tuskegee Institute, Rivers said. We forget, we don't forget stuff like that. From 1932 to 1972, a government-backed syphilis study took place in uh, Macon County, Alabama, where black men were told that they were receiving free medical care. In reality, they were denied treatment for syphilis. Like, so I, I under like there's, you know, everything can be seen through prisms of race and how kind of the ruling class and how white people have really disenfranchised black people in every kind of capacity, not just economically or not just with mass incarceration, but even, you know, as we see like in the medical industry with medication, uh, Derek Favor says, I'm a guy that doesn't really take any vaccines. I try to stay away from a lot of medicine, but I don't really have an answer for this one right now. It's a big thing going on with the news and obviously with the COVID situation. I don't want to say anything out of line, but for me personally, I'm a person that stays away from that kind of stuff. And I think that there's a lot of people that justifiably are scared, don't trust these powers and don't trust the government. Whether I, as a white Hispanic, have a different experience with it or not, I do think that you know, Jack, I think we talked a little bit about this in our group chat that we kind of felt that maybe players might be kind of like almost like spokespeople for the vaccine, like that they would be taking it on tell. Like we kind of like kind of black mirrored this, right? Talked it through that, that we thought that maybe some guys like LeBron or whatever would be kind of spokespersons for this. Cause it's such a, you know, NBA kind of has like that whole progressive league aura and everything. And, and I thought this article was kind of interesting to dispel some of that. Yeah. I mean, they're allowing people to be pretty free with their opinions, which is cool. Um, I think that's, I mean, what's so great about the NBA, what so many people love about the NBA is that, um, you know, for better or worse, or I mean, almost purely for better, NBA players speak their minds more freely than any other kind of athlete in the league. Like NFL players don't get this kind of platform to talk about issues that stretch so far beyond the sport. Um, And because they had this very public, um, I, I mean, the NBA and the story of COVID is so closely intertwined. I mean, Rudy Gobert is the story that when it came out was when America realized that COVID was serious because the NBA shut down. It was, he was in a lot of ways, America patient zero. He was, I remember exactly where I was when I learned that he had COVID and that the NBA was shutting down and what it like, what the feeling in the room was then. And then with the bubble, I mean, you can't tell the story of COVID in America without the NBA. So it only makes sense um, Boy, that we kind of get their Jones, um, right? feelings on it. Nobody in the article was like an anti-vaxxer. I mean, I guess um, somebody was. <laughs> Derek Favors. I, I don't remember. Derek Favors, yeah. Was it Derek Favors? Yeah, Derek just, Favors yeah. oh, yeah. kind of said, I don't fuck with that vaccine. I don't believe um, in medicine. Stuff, which is thin. <laughs> um, I mean, we know, we know Michael Porter Jr., man. Let me tell you. Woof. And... Uh, Terrence no, Davis, Davis. Uh, redacted the, Terrence Davis. Yeah. But I mean, I thought there was a lot of um, pretty well thought out perspectives. I thought Rick Carlisle's perspective was pretty um, sober and even headed about um, 
the question of whether you should require it, whether it makes sense to require it, and then comparing it to um, the flu vaccine um, and the CBA's position on the flu vaccine, where it's highly recommended but not required. So, like James Jones um, said, that the Suns aren't going to mandate it, but they're going to leave it up to the to the players' association and, and league to decide that. Yeah, and Chris Paul said that like, the players' union hasn't decided anything. They like they're all researching it really. Um, I thought Marcus Olsberg, uh and Mike Malone had similar perspectives about uh, the ethical uh, decision in this regards of uh, whether they should be prioritized over healthcare workers and other uh, uh, workers that would probably be more beneficial to the public. I loved Mike Malone's quote. Me and Giancarlo were talking about that right before the um, – stream started i thought mike malone's comment was so funny um because he said well i don't really want to be skipping the line in terms of pcr COVID testing and it was weird because it's like that's totally what you did during the bubble <laughs> i don't have like a huge problem with that but that that's exactly what they were doing they were skipping the line like in florida specifically there were stories about this that like I know they kind of create helped create kind of um, a bottleneck a little bit with um, testing. A lot of the PCR testing was going to NBA players every day instead of um, oh, you didn't shout me out. You know, people who don't play for the NBA, which you know I don't have a strong opinion on. But when you say something like that, if you're Mike Malone, you kind of um, it, it it sounded really innocent and like oh I don't want to take up testing. But like that's exactly what happened. Yo, shout out to KT four one seven seven. Thanks for the prime sub. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you guys prime sub, uh, we want to think of some. We want to we want to think of some creative things to kind of give to guys people who sub. I mean, we're gonna work on uh, emotes soon too. By the way, I know it's a weird transition from COVID yeah, talk. I've been staying but, home. Like, if you guys have any ideas for out, some so, emotes, yeah. shoot as much as I know that beat on Twitter. Uh, we'd like to hear your suggestions. We're gonna commission some artists. We have a personal life. We have a lot kind of in the works for that. To kind of close out this this conversation on, on the vaccines and everything, like I think all of us are pretty pro vaccine. Um, I think uh, I'll inject it in my fucking eye if I have to. I I miss society. I've been very uh, COVID safe. I don't go anywhere. Like, again, we're not scientists. Like, I've I've talked to, like, my friends who are, like, biochemists and doctors or whatever. Like, it's not for us to to say one way or the other. I think that we're pretty pro-vaccine. I guess it was kind of to say, kind of, despite the article showing a lot of skepticism and and NBA players showing skepticism. Uh, Even Monty Williams is surprised. And, like, again, like, these these are people with leadership position. Like, you know, especially black coaches who are so respected in the league by the players, especially a guy like Monty fucking Williams, who everybody loves, like, one of the, the nicest guys in the league, is, like, kind of, like, showing some skepticism. Skepticism, Doc, kind of talking to skepticism. These are dudes that are respected, you know, and uh, and and I I thought that was interesting, and and I, I thought it was but so. Give I, the- I'll stop you. I mean, it's not just. I mean, it wasn't just. Um, like, I thought what was interesting was because of out. Like, it's outside of my perspective. Like Doc Rivers, the st- the statement that Doc Rivers had about the history of yeah. black people and their relationship to the government and specifically with pharmaceutical testing. I thought that was very interesting, but by no means is it a uniquely black position that 
they are skeptical of the vaccine. No, no, I didn't mean that. I just, I kind of meant their relationship. No, I know that's with, not what yeah. I'm saying. I just want to like, I want to like clear up um, because I think what the specific quotes that they got in the article were um, well-reasoned points of um, skepticism rooted in historical oppression. Yeah. But also, I think there are probably plenty of white people who they didn't quote in the article who are skeptical of the vaccine because Bill Gates made it and it's going to microchip me. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. It's going to turn me into a freaking alligator. Max Struss. Yeah. <laughs> That's mean. I don't mean that. I don't know. We're just making shit up. Um, I, I want to I kind of, Alf said, uh, Alf in the chat said, black people aren't anti-vaccine, they're anti-American government. Uh, it's and Tiffany said facts. And uh, I would... Uh, I would defer to them. Uh, so I, I just want to read the article. It's on USA Today. Uh, it's it's really good. The article is called Some of the NBA Race Questions About the Vaccine and Whether the League Can Make It Mandatory by Mark Medina. Uh, it's really good. It was published today. Check that out on um, USA Today. There is uh, some news actually did come out today because obviously the NBA has been doing um, daily COVID tests for players. Yes. Um, they released the weekly results for, I guess, the past seven days. And like there's, only been one, there's only been one case okay. of like the 500 or 600 some NBA players. It's the little, little, little stats. We have advanced stats. The one case. It was I don't know. Your I saw someone. Say, I, saw, your I don't guy, think it's the guy true. That got cut. It was an, your, your boy that got cut. No, the, I think the, that was before that. Was the Hoosier? Yeah, waiver. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> But if it was, then yes, Noah, Noah Vonley would be one. But I don't think it was him. I think it was somebody else. So, yeah. So, uh, remember, everybody, uh, check out the Hangover Time postgame show Friday on YouTube. So, go to Miami Heat Beat. Subscribe on YouTube. That is important. So, you can check that out. I don't know who Phoebe Bridges is. Who is that? We love Phoebe Bridges here at Heat Beat. Listen to Phoebe Bridges. Who Soundtrack is that? to 2020. Wonderful singer. Um, Boy Genius was a great collaborative project that she put out. She just put out a Christmas LP. We need to Go take a, to we it. need to take away the whiteboard from you. You're, you're <laughs> reckless. You're you're we we can't. I'm you a tyrant. Not, I bought it yesterday. You cannot be, <laughs> you cannot be trusted. Uh, sub to us here on Twitch. So follow, ooh, subscribe, ooh. give us all that good shit. Uh, follow us on Twitter at miahipi. Frankie, you want to say something before we get on our way out? Yeah, guys, important news. Uh, this is a, re- a reminder. Fuck the Celtics. Ooh. Nothing Nothing came out. Just I, I just feel like we haven't said that in a while. And I gotta, it needs repeating. Didn't they Fuck lose the, the Sixers yesterday? Fucking washed. Washed. Bad Stevens. They want Jason. a play card. Whoa, what's going on? What is, what's happening? <laughs> is there a fucking uh, raid at your house, Frankie? That's uh, the Celtics coming for your ass. I don't know. That's Danny Ainge and his boss. I'm around the whites. Block I live around white people now. Hey, I have to address something in the chat. I'll talk shit about Tom Cruise again. I'll, I will meet you at Steve's Pizza. He has never made a bad movie in his fucking life. The stream ended. I, I, I ended it on Frankie's joke. Ah, fuck you. Did you get the, the, the sirens? Yeah, no, that's when I ended it. When, when, when the whole block is hot joke. Good shit, guys. Oh, fuck. Eric, is that cashmere?
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.